0: All right, so today on the podcast, we have Coach Tyler Technip. Uh, he is um, a Catholic, husband, teacher, and a coach. I'm reading from his Twitter uh, profile. He has been the deepest coordinator at Equals Landing High School in McDonough, Georgia, and I know you will love listening to him on the podcast.
1: Coach Technip, welcome to the podcast. Coach Davis, thank you so much for having me on here. It's it's awesome to be here. Yeah, man.
0: Um, again, one of we connected on Twitter. I think it's the only way I ever talk to other coaches is Twitter. Uh, what are your what are you? this I've done this with other coaches on the podcast. Like, what are your thoughts on like social media and Twitter and connecting uh, with different people?
1: Um, I I mean, I think it's great if you use it the right way. I mean, if you're using it for that that aspect, I mean, I've met so many coaches just on Twitter. Um, that we've had similar schemes, similar ideas, different and, and you're kind of just, I guess in coaching you just kind of steal it, steal this and that from everybody else. and it's probably one of the few places where it's acceptable to steal stuff from other people. Um, mm. So it's just uh, it's a great tool if you use it the right way to be able to interact with guys you may never may have never met, may have never talked to before this because here your your ideas are out there, um, whether you're on the Texas high school football chat or the whatever kind of football chat you're in and you see guys that are talking and you might like something that they say and you wanna learn more, all you gotta do is hey, you go follow him, you DM him and say, hey, I'd like to learn more about this. And it's it sets up clinicking way easier than it's ever been. I mean, you don't have to say, hey, I'm gonna fly out to Texas to come meet with you for two hours or a day or whatever, mm-hmm. rather than, hey, we can just get on a Zoom, get on a Google Meet, whatever you have, and or even just through DM, through whatever, talking mm-hmm. back and forth, exchanging ideas. And that way, I mean, there's been a couple times this year and last year where I've been able to go to guys and say, hey, this is the team we're playing. Um, this is kind of what they run. This is what I'm thinking. You got any suggestions, ideas, tips, pointers? Um and I've had people do the same with me. So, so it's, it's cool. I I enjoy it. I think you see a lot of craziness, especially these last two years on Twitter, but I think there's also a lot of good, a lot of people using it the right way to connect with people and uh, just share ideas and get better at what they do. Absolutely. I, you
0: know, I think most of my guest on the podcast that i don't know from like my general area or from twitter like guys like hey i like what this guy's talking about uh you want to be on the podcast (laughs) nobody's turned me down yet so uh this is this has been cool coach uh give the listener a little bit of information about about yourself your background and uh we'll we'll go from there
1: all right so um well, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. I was born born there, lived there for about 10 years till my family moved down to uh, Henry County, Georgia, where I lived in McDonough, and now I'm in Locust Grove. Um, I went to Eagles Landing High School in McDonough, where my dad was my head football coach. Um, from there, I went to Georgia Tech, was a walk-on at Georgia Tech. Um, Played under Paul Johnson in the triple option. Uh, mm-hmm. Ted Roof was my defense coordinator. Awesome guy. I love playing for him. Um, then, I, then for a year, went up to went back up to Ohio at to uh, Lake Erie College. Was a grad mm-hmm. assistant for a year up there. Um, then just kind of kind of missed being home and what was ready to be home and have an impact on kids that were where I was from, and make a difference in their lives. Show them, hey, you can get to really where you want to go from here not feel like you're just stuck there like i feel like a lot of kids do if they don't see people from their actual hometown from their actual school um so the past four years i've been the uh, defense coordinator recruiting coordinator at eagles landing high school which is my alma mater so that's been pretty cool um but yeah defense coordinator i've run a 425 single high shell mostly cover three some man free even a little zero man in there and then a uh, one yard and a three four tight front with a match quarters behind it Mm. so I mean I guess football that's kind of my background long time football family my dad was a football coach mom was a cheerleading coach grew up around it I mean I was at a high school football game every Friday for my entire life so it's like after college, I was like, "Well, what what else am I going to do other than be involved mm-hmm. in high school football?" It's just a something I'm passionate about, something that I love.
0: Absolutely, and um, you know, we connect, when we we connect, I noticed on have your Twitter profile up. You it says Catholic husband, teacher, and coach. And um, you know, my family is in the process of becoming uh, Catholic, which is like a unicorn in West Virginia, somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really a cool like connection as well. Talk about yeah, like. What's it like being Catholic, and this is kind of like not a football question, like being Catholic, Catholic in a place where it's mostly like Protestant, you know, as a, as a coach, you know, it's got to be a little different, I guess.
1: I don't know. Maybe. It's, I mean, it's definitely interesting. You kind of tailor things a little bit differently. Like I'm not going to go and start the team prayer with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, because then people start kind of looking at you a little bit funny. Um, right, sure. Usually just kind of adapt and adjust to – because, I mean, prayer is prayer. Um, sure. It's It's all Christianity. I mean – they're, they're praying to the same person. It's not like you're praying to someone different, Um, but it's just, it's, it's interesting. And and in today's day and age, you have to really make sure that you make everything optional in the past. I've done Mm. every day after practice, my position group or the defense, we've gotten together in prayer and we have a different kid say the prayer every week. But the first thing I say is, Hey guys, this is completely optional. Mm. If this is something you don't agree with, you don't believe in, that's fine. We love you the same. And we're not going to hold it against you. Mm-hmm. this is just if, if if y'all want to do this, and a, a bunch of times the kids are like, "Hey, coach, that you don't have to keep saying that um mm-hmm. and they they kind of take it over after a while um mm-hmm. but it's just i mean i I don't really i mean I don't know it's it's different because growing up mm-hmm. for the first ten years of my life in northeast Ohio, there's a Catholic mm-hmm. church on every corner right and you come down to you come down to Georgia and there's a Catholic church once every 20, 30, 40 miles. Um, So it's, it's a little bit different. They're not, the the churches aren't necessarily as big in some of the more rural areas. And Mm -hmm. it's, you find someone that's Catholic. You're like, Oh, wow. There's another one. (laughs) It's like, you said, it's like a unicorn down here too. Uh, Unless you're at like Marist, uh, Marist or St. Pius or blessed Trinity or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean I don't know it's it's it it helps me stay sane in some of the crazy moments during the season sure. when it's like all right I get to I'm going go to go be at church on Sunday I get to just kind of mm-hmm. focus on myself focus on my relationship with uh Christ and go from mm-hmm. there but I mean it's it's been a a foundation of my my entire life I mean my parents were my grandparents were it's I mean mm-hmm it's something that's been a part of me and I don't really see it going anywhere anytime soon
0: that's awesome man yeah we we found a lot of great things in the Catholic Church it's been something that's been a a blessing uh blessing to us for sure uh coach so you talked about defense you talked about 425 that's like in vogue now right do a lot of people run that down in Georgia I know that's like you know some places that's what everybody runs some places nobody runs it talk about that a little I, bit I,
1: I think you see a lot more of the, the odd front nowadays. You see a lot more of the stack. You see a lot more of your 3-4, your 4-3, four, um, four, cover two. You see a lot more of that stuff. The 4-3 is has been, like in our area, Stockbridge made it pretty popular because they ran it so well for so long, running that 4-3 with cover two behind it because you had Coach Whitley, who's now at mm-hmm. Georgia Southern, who does a phenomenal job. Um, and everybody's trying to emulate – him having success there they're like oh well we can emulate this whereas Mm. I I call it a four two five simply for the fact that it's really my two outside backers are really just more of safety types it's really a four four Mm. cover three Um, just because it's simple it's something where I don't have to make you can the adjustments are there I don't have Mm -hmm. to go, all right, this week we're doing this, 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 and this different. It's just like, hey, we align this way. We know this rule, that rule. And the kids Mm -hmm. pretty much take it over. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've I've kind of bought into you can't play base defense and you're trying to blitz every single play. You're just guessing. And you're just trying to get lucky. And you can't really win football games or have a consistently good defense that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, you see it some. You see – we see just about everything in our region i mean offensively you're going to face the triple option the wing t uh, spread power teams spread zone teams uh mm. in, the past, in the past we've been a like spread like throw the ball all over the place you'll play the air raid teams you'll play i mean it's it's one thing after the next and every week's a little bit different there's no the cool thing for us the past couple of years is we've scrimmage blessed the trinity who Blessed Trinity mm. lines up in 21, 22 personnel the whole game and is going to run yes, ISO sir. and power and counter. And I, and it's it's awesome because I grew up – you grew up in northeast Ohio. That's what everybody was running back in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, that that power, you got the stack eye, you got everything like that. So it's, it's awesome. But that's a unicorn nowadays in football. You don't see anybody lining up I-formation 90% of the game, running that with play-action boots and everything. It's – so – I don't know, defensively, it's like, all right, you're watching the three previous game films and you see something different every single game. So it's mm. – I think Georgia is a real, really good mix of a little bit of everything. It just kind of depends on who the coach is and what they're doing. Mm-hmm.
0: I had Coach McFarland on the podcast a while back, and, uh, you know, we talked about that. And, um, man, he – like they huddle, they run the quarterback over. I mean, yeah. it's like, wow, this really – awesome is awesome. I mean like to me, like, oh my goodness, nobody does this except him. Like <laughs> him and maybe like Coach Varner at Alatoon. I've seen some of their their mm-hmm. stuff. Um you talked about also running some tight front. What made you want to look at, into that uh,
1: as well as your uh your four two five? So uh we t- 2017 we played uh we played Jones County and I think Jones County went to the semifinals that year or something like that. And we had a really good defense that year, but we just – they had this quarterback that ended up going to play DB at Mercer who they'd run the quarterback GT, quarterback power, the zone read. They were running it, all the quarterback reads. And then they'd run that same side power with that running back and they'd have the sniffer right there. The sniffer would come kick you out. They'd have the backside guard wrap through and the running back just go straight ahead right there. Mm. Um, and we just couldn't stop it because we didn't have, like, um, I'm just trying to think. I didn't have Miles Garrett sitting there at defensive end. Oh, absolutely. yeah. yeah. I'm a big Browns fan, but uh, um, I don't have that big defensive end sitting there that's going to box everything and shove that tackle right into that gap. So, Mm. I mean, we ended up losing that game, I think, 34 to 26. We missed a extra point to tie the game 27 27. Um, and it was, it was just, it was a great offensive game, but defensively it was like, all right, we can do some things better. And I still didn't, I was still, that was my first year as a defense coordinator. I still really didn't learn my lesson there um, because the next year I was like, all right, we're, we're, this is what we do. This is what we're going to learn to do. We're going to commit to this and it's going to work. Mm. Um, and the next year we didn't have as good of a defense because I didn't even have those ends that I had the year before because those guys Mm. were quick. They were fast. They were freak athletes. I mean, the next year I had a little bit smaller kids who couldn't box Mm. anything out. They were getting pushed to the sideline, everything like that. Mm. And I was just like, well, we just, I'm just kept thinking, well, we just weren't in the weight room enough or this or that or the other. And then I started thinking, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm doing something wrong here. I need to fix. So, that whole offseason, I went and I looked up, hey, what can I do with undersized D-line and what? And I started, because I'd never under, really understood an odd front before I was an even front guy my entire life. My, that's what my dad ran. That's what I learned. That's what I've seen. So I didn't didn't really understand. So I went and did a whole, ton, a whole bunch of research. I went to clinics. I went, talked to everybody that I knew, all my offensive guys that I'm friends with, all the defensive guys, and I've said, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking. I see this tight front. I, I watched some Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched, I think, Texas in, against uh, Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. That's what really was like, and I like this tight front. I like yeah. how it stops the runs. Because we were having trouble stopping anything inside from B-gap to B-gap, really. Or, mm. yeah, B-gap to B-gap. Um, so, I was like, it, you lose B-gap because you got the two four eyes. And then if you have a nose that can do anything, you, even if he gets beat, he ends up in that gap. You have one backer for that gap, and then you have the other backer who's free. Um, mm-hmm. And then I that year I also had two really good safeties. They were two track guys that could fly, and they'd come up and mm-hmm. hit you. So I was able to spill everything with those outside backers, and when you you spilled it, those safeties were down there before you knew it. Um, I think, I mean, that and the wing T really – killed me the one year so it was like all right i have to find something a little bit different and boxing it's not working because they're just hitting up underneath for five six yards of play and right. uh we played that we played uh union grove who's a wing t team nowadays and the defense played phenomenal the next year when we went to the tight front it was just we just didn't have a quarterback our offense it's our offense would struggle in the past couple of years because we had a really good quarterback our first my first year back who ended up mm-hmm. going to East Tennessee I think he's now at Winston Salem State but he could throw the ball everywhere and since then we haven't really had a kid that can throw so it was like the defense was relied heavily on but it was you mm-hmm. run into some of your public school problems where you don't have an offensive line and a quarterback so it's like what can you really do offensively and try everything mm-hmm. and it didn't work but um I mean the tight front really helped us to kind of utilize our speed better it forced everything outside forced the run outside at least and then in coverage i liked it because i at times i could get eight guys in coverage mm, yeah and run a match run a match quarters because that's what i learned from ted roof at georgia tech was okay. uh played four he called it four checks i guess um i guess some guys call it palms mm-hmm. uh read whatever but uh i kind of dumbed it down a little bit for the high school level, used colors, red, blue, green. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, we read that number two guy. And if you get a young high school quarterback and he's just thinking, all right, they're playing cover two because the corners are up, they're tilted in, it looks like cover two. Um, or he thinks they're playing cover four and, and then it's cover two because number two runs that out route, corners jumping it. Um, mm-hmm. So it gave us with experienced and dbs that could really get that the concepts of it it worked but then this past year i would, was going to have a bunch of young dbs and i knew hey if i if i run this we're gonna have a lot of mi- <laughs> a lot of bus uh, yeah jeez. yeah so we went back to the the cover three and playing a lot of man we worked on man and cover three a lot and the kids did a the de- defensive backs for us did a really good job um so it's it's just trying to find what works on defense and what your kids can do. You got to use their strengths because otherwise you're just fooling yourself. It's I've talked to, you
0: know, other interviews in the podcast you hit the nail on the head there um you know with like people who have done this for like a long time you know like we're both younger guys but I think we both want like some wisdom and they're like man you're at the mercy of your roster at the high school level like what you have is what you have and like you said you have to mold your scheme to what your kids can do you know what your roster roster contains that's great coach and I was looking at your – I'm going to have your Twitter page pulled up. It's fantastic. You have a great Twitter. And your pinned tweet says, run the ball. So, I'm assuming your offensive philosophy is you like to run the ball. Like, is triple what you really like on offense, or is there, is there something else? Um,
1: I, I th- I, I'm i more of like a, a pro pro spread guy. I, I want to be able to line up in the eye. I want to be able to, if we have to, get in the gun. If, if we can stay in, in the, the eye formation in some of these – Ace formations where you get tight ends. I like tight ends and fullbacks. I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, I, I'm originally from Northeast Ohio. It's blue collar. You you got tight ends and fullbacks, and I, mm-hmm. I, I I like that. I think football's missing that nowadays. And like I said, I I'm, if I ever had the ch- if I get the chance if if I get the chance to run my own program, that's the kind of offense I want to run. I want to be able to see if hey. Coach McFarlane, can we come up there and clinic with you and learn whatever Mm. we can because I want to get similar to that because high school you're not going to have a quarterback that can make every single read every single time. Yeah. And, to like, you look at a lot of these pro teams, like you look at the Browns, the 49ers, all these guys with these Mm -hmm. good quarterbacks that are younger guys, but they put them in a lot of successful situations through play action, through getting them on bootlegs, through doing stuff that – there's one, two reads. There's two mm-hmm. reads or you throw it away or you run the ball. I mean, there's no, hey, we're going to read high to low here. If they're in this coverage, we're doing this, that, and the other. It's, mm-hmm. hey, this guy's based on this coverage, he's got to go or come back. Or, I mean, it's just get get young kids easy progressions is what I think. I think it helps your quarterback. And if you can run the ball, I mean, that helps mm-hmm. your whole team. It helps your defense. helps your quarterback. helps – Get the passing game more wide open, but if 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 I'm getting three four yards a pop, I'm not. I don't want to throw the ball. I want to run the ball down th- down people's throats because, mm. I mean, that's how you win football games is running the ball. Preach but, uh, that,
0: coach. You can preach that but, all day.
1: But yeah, I mean, I was. I I, I think I was. Uh, I, again, I'm I'm a huge Browns fan, and the I think I was watching the the Browns Jets game. And we threw the ball fifty-two two times with Nick Chubb, with all of our receivers out, but Nick Chubb was still healthy and Kareem Hunt was still healthy, and I think they both got the ball maybe ten times.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I don't know. I, I those guys obviously know a lot more than I do. They're, there's a reason that they get paid the big bucks and I don't. Mm-hmm. But the I guess the fan in me came out a little bit where I just I want to see you run the ball. <laughs> sure, and <Yeah. laughs> absolutely. Uh, I understand that, but, coach. Uh, I mean, like you were. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, I I just I get so uh, what I've noticed as a defense coordinator is a lot of these offensive gurus, offensive minds, what they'll do is they'll try to get too cute. They'll try to you mm-hmm. could you can give them the hitch all day and they won't take it. Mm-hmm. Cuz they'll get bored. They'll be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I want to go for this deep shot or I want to mm-hmm. do this or if they're hitting you for uh uh seven yards of rush all of a sudden they're going to start trying to throw the ball because they're like all right well i gotta get some passing yards or they think it's Mm. madden or ncaa or something where hey Mm. i gotta get this guy in the heisman running or i don't know that's the only thing i can uh, i can't even think of the word right now but uh compare it to uh it just slipped my mind but uh yeah, I just I don't know. It's it's it seems like a lot of offense coordinators lose track of just running the ball, running the clock. It's it's high school. You got twelve minutes. If you you get two first downs, that's half of a quarter right there. I mean, yeah, it's it's so fundamental of football is running the ball. I mean, before there 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 used to not even be forward passes. So. Yeah. It just goes to tell you man. how important it
0: is. Could you imagine playing back in those days? Like we were gonna it's like a didn't people die back then like doing that? Like there yeah. was no forward pass, flying, like no helmets.
1: They had like the flying V formation and stuff <laughs> on kickoff return where everybody's just like mocked mm-hmm. arms and just like played Red Rover. It's wild, and, man. Uh, that's some
0: wild stuff.
1: I can't even I mean, in today's game, I can and and they're doing it with no real helmets and mm-hmm. and or any real protective gear i mean you see some of the helmets and stuff that they used to wear and it's like man this is crazy mm-hmm. man that's wild but then, yeah but I mean, then you go and you think about it. i'm sorry no
0: you're good i mean i was just saying like you think about like you were talking about controlling the clock running the football shortening the game uh, you know i think like in you know, you were talking about public high school football I mean, the gap between like division one and public high school football uh, for most of us is pretty wide. So like guys that try to implement like, Oh, Clemson's doing this. Well, I mean, they recruited all those guys, right? I mean, like they have a guy and that's all that guy does. Like that guy plays quarterback or that guy plays receiver. He doesn't play like receiver and he plays DB and he's your backup quarterback and he's on all special teams. Like those guys are very specialized in what they do. And it's we're. I don't think we live in that world, but I mean, you were talking like that's what you believe in but i want to give you a chance to expound a little more on that
1: um sorry one second um <laughs> were you talking about offensively defensively sorry i i just oh no, you're good 2nd
0: like, you're mean, we're talking about like you like an eagle's landing um you got guys that have to play like multiple positions and they oh. have to do multiple things like how do you like, how do you streamline what they have to do? Because they have to play offense, they have to play defense. Maybe they're backup at like multiple positions. So, like, how do you, as yeah. a coach, like try to organize that and get them ready
1: to play? I think you just got you got to try to make it as simple as possible. That's where, that's where, like at my level, where I'm coaching public school. We're not, we don't have 30 coaches out there. We don't have mm-hmm. a a real like boosters or anything like that that are pumping in all sorts of money so we can have this that and the other um Mm. that's why i think you got to keep things as simple as possible you got to uh to um Mm. do stuff that that works on this position this position and this position that they can build on each other like Mm. i mean fundamentals are huge at that at the high school level if if you can't block tackle and run then you can't really do anything Mm. um so I think just keeping it simple, like that's a lot of the reason why I like the the cover playing cover three and man free out of a mm-hmm. four two five, um, right? Because I, I guess everybody calls it four two five because it sounds better than saying hey I run <laughs> I run a four four, yeah um, right. It, it, people, you say you run a four four, people are like, well I'm just going to run verticals all day on you. Well it's like all right that's fine, but you don't have Jake Fromm back there throwing the ball or whoever you don't have uh, right baker mayfield you don't have tom brady throwing the ball right on the guy's head that mm-hmm. ball's in the air at any point if that free safety does a good job it's picked off if, right. if you're outside backers strong and weak safety as we've called it in the past mm-hmm. do a good job i mean they're underneath forcing air on it mm-hmm. um
0: that's awesome so. coach. coach man i appreciate your wisdom like i love talking to younger coaches um I guess I'm still kind of younger. I, I don't know. I'm almost 36. I feel like I'm ancient now. Um, but talk to talk a little bit about as we, we, we land the plane here about like, what would you advise people who are looking like, how would you advise people who are looking to get into coaching, um, you know, to, to go about their business and trying to get a coaching job? Like how did, how did you, I mean, your dad obviously was a coach, but like, what are some nuggets people can, can have to help them get into the profession um as a as a young coach
1: um i I think you just gotta show that you're gonna be there show find find somewhere where there's there's a need and make it to where you're the person that fits that need to where you do stuff that other people don't do whether it's hey i deal with the equipment i can I know how to work the iPads on the sideline. I don't know if y'all use the iPads up in West Virginia or if that's just a Georgia thing, but uh, a little bit,
0: we did have one, one place I was, but we we may get back to that.
1: that, I I mean, just, just finding the little things, whether it's working that much harder than everybody, whether it's learning how to break down film, it's the, the little integral parts of the game that you really have to focus on when you're, just trying to cut your teeth, trying to get into the business is, hey, I need to learn this, that, and the other so that I become Mm -hmm. an asset to somebody. Because otherwise, they're like, well, I've got 500 other young guys that just say they want to coach because they played high school football or Mm -hmm. they watch Mm -hmm. football on TV. You got to really just show that you're going to be there, show you're going to care about the kids and that you're willing to do stuff other people aren't. I mean – and it's all, it's all networking. Everything. I mean, that's life in general is networking. Every, every person you meet, you don't know how they're going to be able to impact you later on. So you don't want to really burn any bridges. You want to talk to everybody, be nice to everybody, build relationships. Um, whether you think they can help you at any point in your life or not, just, just being a good person and taking care of other people. Mm
0: man that's good coach i i appreciate you coming on oh you're you're a busy man you're in the process of building a house you were telling me that before we we came on the podcast i mean like i i'm fully in just in all of that you're actually building a house that's fantastic
1: yeah it's 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 a process that's for sure um that's all i mean we're build, building a house and then we have a our our first uh kid is is due in may so we're uh we're kind of doing everything at once. We got married in July. We're just, it's like we don't take any breaks. We just kind of attack everything.
0: That's awesome, coach. And coach, we were, ta- as we were talking before, I love the flower picture in the background you have behind you. It looks <laughs> great. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's my mother in law's. We're, we're currently here while we're waiting on our house to get finished up. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool picture, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely, I mean, this is obviously only audio, but man, it's like it just speaks to me, Coach. The flowers, I mean, it's just fantastic. It's so good, um, <laughs> Coach. Thank you for coming on, and man,
1: I uh, wish you the best uh, going forward this next season. All righty, thank you for having me on. It was I had a great time.